This is the Turnbull and Pipkin Show. It's episode 28. It is November 5th, 2020. And once again, if you hear a baby or chihuahua in the background, you're not going crazy. Um, it is just me and Jamie. Um, <laughs> specifically, Jaya. Jaya's. I'm rooting for us today in the background this, <laughs> this morning. So uh, you you will hear her input um, and maybe a couple roll tides here and there. Uh, so uh, got a great show for you guys. Uh, just excited just to be um, have a fun conversation about sports. Uh, yes. Get away from all other conversations going around right now. Uh, <laughs> just have some fun. Have a hour or some fun and um as always if you have any comments any thoughts follow us on facebook and twitter um it's cool that our pod like you can download our podcast through um google and spotify right now um yes also the uh red uh red button our website there as well you can download our uh podcast from there uh and so a uh, lot of things going on a lot of uh a uh, lot of news happening and a lot of things uh, things that have shaken up some things uh, this past weekend, and we have a lot to talk about. So, Jamie, what are we talking about this week? All right, so we're going to continue looking at different NFL divisions. Um, today we'll be checking out the AFC East and um, just kind of break down what um, each team is doing and um, who's got a chance to win the division, wildcard spots. And the like, um, and then we've got a big matchup in college football: um, Clemson versus Notre Dame. Um, we and uh, we'll look at how the Tigers um, can, you know, possibly pull this out without uh, Trevor Lawrence. And then uh, we'll look at um, our likes and dislikes of the weekend and preview some matchups um, for this upcoming weekend. So uh, with that, um, the AFC East. Um, you know, this is a. I think this is a. It's a stronger division than uh, what we looked at last uh, last week. Um, you got the Bills at six and two. You got the Dolphins at four and three. And you got the Patriots at two and five, and then the Jets at zero oh and um, eight. Um, you know, this is this is a post Tom Brady division now. You know, like we're, we're I'm I'm still not used to seeing the Patriots there at third. It's it's crazy to even um, you know see them at two and five. Um, I mean, what what do you what what is this like breaking down this division, Caleb? Like, I mean, what what do you think overall? Yeah, and um, yeah, and so we're talking about Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the Jets. Uh, yes. In this division, uh, to me, the, the the strongest team and the clear strongest team uh, with the same record is Buffalo. Um, mm. And and look, Buffalo is a lot better of a team than even they were last year. Um, yeah. Stephon Diggs has, I think, played a big instrument on uh, on their offense. Um, it's looking like it, it's kind of paid out to get get him on that team. Um, you know, as as always, if you have a threat, that opens up other guys. And I think Stefan mm. Diggs, you know, um, I think average numbers for him, but you think about people who have to take him into consideration. He's a guy 
um, that you've always had to double, that you've always had to make sure that your defensive wise, that you're always kind of looking in that direct dire- direction for Stefan Diggs. Um, what's interesting about that as well, um, he is actually with that. He is the top uh, wide receiver in the AFC East as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, uh, Buffalo is, is definitely the clear and, and strong favorite for me in that division. Uh, because you look at that whole team as a whole, uh, just with the way that Josh Allen has played, the defensive solid, um, just playing some great uh, team football. Um, and, that, and that's what has them at 6-2. and two. Um, They are definitely, in my opinion, I know um, they're kind of power ranked all over the place. Uh, but talking AFC wise, um, to me they're they're right along, and then I don't hesitate at all to say that they're definitely top five team in the yeah. in the whole AFC. Yeah, um, and that's just and that's just based on how strong they are on the offensive side <laughs> and defensive side, uh, and, and so that's my I got some other things. But but what have your thoughts been so far about uh, Buffalo, Jamie? Buffalo, I think they've underachieved. I mean, they're sitting good with a six and two record, um, and one of those losses with the Chiefs. So, you know, I mean that that's you know, that, you you're obviously not at the Kansas City's level when it comes to the AFC. But and I can't tell you who who that other loss is. But um, it, I think yeah. I mean, I think they're the odds-on favorite to win that division. Um, clearly. Um, I think Miami might be able to, um, you know, make a run for a wild card spot, but, um, you know, they're, they're, I would say the best team in the division and I, and yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them outside the top five in the AFC. Um, I think, you know, Josh Allen is a good quarterback, um, underrated. He's starting to make a name for himself in a lot of ways. And I think um, since, yeah, getting Stefan Diggs, I think that has definitely given them the firepower. Um, Allen's big thing is he has to stay consistent. Um, he makes a lot of – he's got a cannon for an arm, but he makes a lot of um, passes that just, you know, he overthrows his receivers. We saw that in the Kansas City game. Um, and he kind of makes a lot of um, dumb errors. But I think as he, as he develops, I think he's going to um, – you know, be one of the top young uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, you know, definitely, I would say easily the best in that division right now. Um, you know, it, it's uh, I, I just I kind of just want to like just talk about New England real quick. Um, you know, it, it it's still just it's just mind boggling to me like that they're two and five. You know, like this isn't. Um, you know, overall ranking for the AFC East is number six, but you know the did I just don't get like how New England's that bad. You know, it they still have a good defense. They're still um you know they have Cam Newton. He hasn't been playing his best football, but that's a former MVP, and they still have Belichick. So it just it, it's still just crazy to me that they've only won two games this year. You know, and yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just it's a it's a weird it's that's just a weird team because um, they're definitely underachieving. Um, 
but this is a really good division, I feel. I think um, you've got two playoff teams that are going to two, – two teams in this division will be in the playoffs. Um, you know, they've got a lot of young players. You know, we're not even talking about Tua right now, you know, um, who made his first start for Miami. Um, you know, that's going to be a – that's going to be a good team going forward. Um, it, it's just – I feel like a lot of these teams, a lot of the teams in this division underachieve. Um, they could be better than what their um, what their records suggest, and that's even going as far as the Jets. Um, I think the Jets are a better team than their record. Um, you know, obviously they're probably the worst team in the NFL right now, but um, you know, I think that's just more along the lines of who their head coach is. Um, I think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. Um, he just needs better coaching and um, better weapons. But uh, this is definitely a really, really fun, fun division. Um, you know, they a lot of. I think there's going to be a lot of good players that are going to step up in this division. Um, it's very competitive. It's going to be um, competitive down to the down to week 17 and. Um, it's going to be interesting to as this division goes forward, um, just who kind of rises to the top for me. Yeah, and um, uh, apparently Jay has also had some opinions about the AFC East <laughs> as well. Um, she's she is pretty pretty happy right now, pretty content. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, except except till now, she's, <laughs> she's questioning that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I think what you said about Miami is interesting. Um, you know, what also we have to keep an account in for this year is that, uh, that is that, that will have that seven seventeen playoff, uh, yes. you know, and, uh, that is the way I could see them sneaking in. It, it's going to be mm-hmm. pretty close. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to put in. Uh, my say whether or not that I think they're they're a playoff. Uh, they definitely have the team, and I and I think it was impressive their win that they had against the Rams, uh, because mm-hmm. you know they that their their defense has gotten incredibly uh, uh, much better. Um, and, and and you you know you t- talk about you know uh, McVay and that offense at, at L A. You know, and so that was impressive mm-hmm. to see them do that. Uh, and and I think they are. Um, like you said, uh, contenders. Uh, I heard a lot that people weren't a huge fan of Tua's first outing. You know, it was very average. He very much kind of managed yeah. that. But listen, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to have, um, you know, I mean, for each each player is going to react different to their first game. He still had a great game because yeah. they won, um, and he didn't really turn over the ball. Um, and I think he'll just keep increasing. Uh, he definitely had some good good throws here and there, uh, you know, um, but what's most impressive about Miami, I think is, uh, as they're like, we talked about, about with Buffalo as a team, as a whole, they're really starting to buy into their system into both places and really starting to buy into their head coaches and organizations. So I think that's Mm -hmm. what's kind of turning around the Buffalo and Miami, um, train, uh, New England mm-hmm. is kind of surprising, um, but you look at who they have, and I know Belichick made this 
statement earlier. He's like, this is what we expected, you know? And I was like, you know, you still have to prepare in a world where you won't have Tom Brady, you know? And maybe, maybe they've been looking at this for a long time because I mean, honestly, uh, the Patriots, I mean, the only reason that they have kind of succeeded and moved forward um, is because of Tom Brady. But you look at all at the other spots that there is a deep decline um, besides, yeah. you know, besides uh, some of their their pieces that, had, that, that they have on defense. But you look at that offense. I mean, there is no no weapon on that offense that really scares you. Um, yeah. and even cam at this point, uh, cam's been, been up and down and we, at least for me, I was kind of expecting that, um, that, uh, that sometime there would be some sort of fallout because unfortunately that's kind of cam's MO at this point in mm-hmm. his career is, is he'll have these amazing, amazing games that you think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Um, and then the, there's this deep fall off effect and so i don't know if it's because teams are starting to figure out what new england is doing or what yeah you know, what all that uh, entails uh but cam was carrying this team earlier and i think teams are starting to figure out how to scheme against this new england team so it's gonna be it's gonna mm. be interesting to see um new england as we may consider them at rebuild mode it's the weirdest mm. thing to think at two and five uh you know, but but this division, just with your components, you don't have any trust to me still in any teams in the AFC West. I think, like I said, the strongest would be the Bills. Um, mm-hmm. So you could see what New England does simply in the East uh, to see what they can build from this season. Um, yeah. You know, my last thoughts about the Jets is the Jets are on wholesale right now, but they've been mm-hmm. on wholesale for years now. Yeah, it's like every two years they put their players up on wholesale, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm drawing a blank on his name, but they, you know, the Steelers traded a fifth round pick to get a really good linebacker from the Jets. Yeah, um, and mm-hmm. one that they needed uh, after Devin Bush was placed on IR uh, with his injury. Um, it's going to be a huge asset to this great this defense that's already been great, but you add him on at, at linebacker. Um, and I and I think you improve your run defense uh, dramatically, um, yeah. and we're gonna need that. Ba- I mean, the Steelers are gonna need that. I said we. <laughs> the Steelers <laughs> are gonna need that based on the way Josh Dobbins ran over the field against this defense that had stopped uh, running backs like Derrick Henry, uh, and so yeah. the Jets are on wholesale. Um, I I don't know the plan for the New York. I it's kind of like with Houston. I've kind of lost any idea of what they're thinking i think yeah. i i would say all their accusations all their accusations have been decent i'm not mm-hmm. bought into the sand darnold i don't think they are and so i think they're waiting to pick up trevor lawrence in the draft yeah could you see um new england possibly like just kind of not really tanking because i don't feel like that's in their um in, yeah. in their their mindset as an organization is tanking because, you know, they haven't had to do that um, in years. But could you see New England possibly put getting in a position to be able to grab Trevor Lawrence? I, I think they're already in position, and you don't necessarily have to tank for that uh, because of mm-hmm. they already have, with, with my understanding, um, they – New England is very smart in the way that they they 
acquire draft picks and save them. Um, yeah. And I would have to double check. And I know, I know they've been sitting on some number ones for a long time. I don't know if they still are, but it seems like yeah. they were kind of acquiring these picks. I don't know if that still is the case. Um, we would have to, you know, double check on that, but I don't think you necessarily have to tank. It, it more depends on if the Jets think that Sam Darnold is their guy or not. And if he yeah. isn't, are they going to trade out of that first spot? And there I could see, you know, the quote-unquote tank for Sam Darnold and, you know, their number one pick would become very valuable at that point because they may be picking in the top five, you know, yeah. along with some other number ones. And then they couldn't get into that into that number one spot. I, I have a hard time believing that the New England Patriots can only pull out two wins this year. Yeah. Uh, but I had a hard time believing, you know, not to not to bring up some bad memories, but the time when they won the Super Bowl and won the AFC Championship against the Chiefs. You know, I had a hard yeah. time believing that that team ended up winning the Super Bowl. You know. Yeah. Uh, you kind of look at at their pieces, and they they didn't really have much, but. Uh, the team as a whole, the, the you know the way that they came back. But here's the thing, I say that, but Tom Brady is gone, and and it and it's yeah. a huge void, and it's a huge void that we have been seeing. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, unlike a lot of some some you know people have been, you know talked about that if you take Tom Brady out of the Buccaneers, that other quarterbacks could be doing what he's doing. I think there are some talks you know, that you could save some of that, but you can never, you know, he's still, it's amazing. Uh, some of the throws that Tom is being able to throw at his age, but you can't, you can't take away his experience and some of yeah. the throws that he makes um, and is able to make is just based on experience uh, with his yeah. guys. So, um, you know, so yeah, I, I, I think new England has a possibility to, I don't. I don't think you would have to tank in order to get Trevor. I think, I think uh, they would maybe have enough assets if the Jets think that Sam Darnold is their guy. I don't think they do because that's why they're already losing their assets. I think they're they're all in for Trevor Lawrence, and it's at this point it's kind of hard to blame them. Yeah, because uh, Sam Darnold has been injured off and on just shown to be average there's nothing elite to me that i have seen with sam darnold it's not doesn't make him a bad player doesn't mean that he could never win with this team but when you already have a weak team and you have a chance to where i think trevor lawrence will be elite um and it will be one of those guys alongside patrick mahomes Deshaun watson lamar and we're going to put i mean that's what i think trevor lawrence will be um, and so if you have an opportunity to get a guy like that, then, you know, you trade Sam Darnold, <laughs> you, you, you make him another mm-hmm. asset you trade away. Well, uh, so, all right, just, you know, to continue, um, with this division and the jets, if you're in a position or right, if you're Trevor Lawrence and you see that the jets and the mess that they are, and this also depends on. Gase is gone. I'm surprised that he wasn't fired on Monday after that Chiefs game. But Gase, it, it depends on who they bring in to be the head coach. But if you're Trevor Lawrence and you look at this team, depending on who the head coach is they bring in, do you stay at Clemson for another year? Or do you join this team 
and possibly get you know hurt on this squad do you I mean like what what do you think Trevor is going through Trevor Lawrence's head right now yeah I don't think I mean obviously when you're a high draft pick I mean you look at Joe Burrow I mean the situation he's in um Mm -hmm. obviously you wouldn't want that to be your situation you'd obviously want a better team to trade up into that but look if, if you have a chance to be the number one draft pick you've got to go yeah like plain and simple um because look he he's at a college level there's nothing else trevor lawrence has to prove I yeah mean, i mean what when one more chance if they win a champion i mean he's already won a championship already won mm. two championships so i mean what else yeah. what else does he have to do so i mean i don't i don't i have no doubt and if the uh yeah, and anybody advising him shouldn't, you know, it should be Trevor Lawrence. You need to, you need to go, you know. So, yeah. Um, but, and, and that's the conversation. You know, Tua had that same thing, and and I would say, Tua had a stronger reason actually come back to college if we're bringing this scenario, but because Tua, because this was a real thing. Tua didn't really know, um, and people were at. He made it. He his decision really wasn't final after the season. He was still trying to decide if he would come back for another year or leave. Um, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. thank because it wasn't sure that he would be a top five. I'm pretty, you know, I, I'm thankful for Tua's sake, you know, that he did end up leaving because I think that was a better choice for him. Um, yeah, I would say the same thing for Trevor Lawrence. Even if you go to the Jets, I mean, you're still in the NFL. You're, you know, it's. And uh, and it's an opportunity if if the team is really trading for assets, you know, to do kind of what Miami did. I mean, Miami traded and got some line help, um, and that's yeah. maybe what the Jets need to do is trade and get some line he- help and protect your asset. And that's the biggest thing that we've learned from Andrew Luck, and we've talked about this before in the past, is more teams need to look at that. They need to, if you are going to draft a quarterback with your number one pick, you better be willing to invest strongly in your line to protect that asset or you're going to be another Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, and Andrew Luck retiring when he did is an mm. absolute travesty. It really yeah. was. I mean, yeah. you you think about and he had no line and that was the issue. He had no line help. Yeah. Absolute travesty that that, that he was Andrew he was Luck taking retired. beatings. Yeah. And you know, but he was still able to win with that team there for a couple of years. He was yeah. still able to win with them and you know, won did, a playoff game. And you know, but what he did was incredible. And if you yeah. you you put him, you think about you put him, he he wins a Super Bowl if you give him the same weapons and opportunities you put Peyton in. Yeah, for sure. No, there's no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind. You look at some of these the wins that Andrew Luck had were incredible. I mean, especially, yeah. you know, you look at the uh, huge playoffs moments he had, you know. And so that's why I said Indianapolis truly messed up Andrew Luck um, yeah. and in all sense of the words, all yeah. all sense of it. They messed, they literally messed up Andrew Luck's career. And so Miami yeah. smartly looked at that and said, hey, we aren't going to be good. We're going to get assets and we're going to protect Tua. If yeah. Tua is our guy, and we already know he's fragile, we've got to protect this guy. You know? Yeah. And so yeah. each the Jets are going to have to do the same. If you're going to get Trevor Lawrence, 
You've got the rest it. of your draft picks need to be offensive linemen. Yeah, like I mean, for you just got to go heavy offense. And it's not to say, and I and I think they, I think even the past, I'd have to look at the draft picks. I, I think they were starting to work on that line, because each NFL yeah. team starting to realize that. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I think Andrew Luck retiring kind of woke up the whole league and be and because for a time there, I I really felt like, you know, we had a couple years. There was about you know there's there's about a five year dry spell, where you didn't have offensive linemen go in the first round. Not to say that that's bad or or anything, and maybe it just maybe there was a surplus. I I'm not sure, but now you're starting to see these linemen being projected way higher, just yeah. because you're starting to see these quarterbacks start to to retire and start to leave. You know, part of what I. I call, you know, the guys that we grew up, grew up watching, like in high school and all that, they're about done, you know? And so you've mm-hmm. got to protect these new guys coming in. The only guys kind of left are Tom and Big Ben. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think. I think maybe the Rivers, rest. Yeah, and Rivers uh, may be Breeze. the last one. Yeah, Breeze. Yeah, yeah. so um, I think there are a lot of teams that are going to look at what Miami did and try to think through that same process. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what else the jets are doing except for tanking. And that's yeah. where I go back to. Let's, I really want us to relook at this draft because I don't believe an organization should tank for players. Yeah. And that's what I, I clearly think the jets are doing. And that's why I, I'm kind of a big fan of the NBA's lottery pick. I'm and yes, you know, uh, because that doesn't guarantee that you will have the first pick. And I'm not necessarily saying that we should do lottery, but it's it's a good system to, to say mm-hmm. five teams are in the mix instead of being like, New York Jets, if you don't win a game, you'll get Trevor Lawrence. And they'll be yeah. like, cool. That's yeah. all right. We're in a pandemic anyways. We can't have fans. Yeah. Don't win a game. It's all good. We'll have Trevor Lawrence. We'll have better, you know. Yeah. Uh, no team should be rewarded. And I know this is a argument argument art should be this is what the nfl should fix before you know people talk about playoffs rules that the draft is what mm-hmm. the nfl needs to fix in my opinion yeah i would so, agree um but the afc east as a whole buffalo is a strong team top five team in the afc east the other the other team that they lost to was a was a like a they got uh uh a beatdown uh, was against mm-hmm. the Titans. You know they got destroyed mm-hmm. against the Titans. So, um, so yeah, it's the Chiefs yeah. and the Titans, and another you know two top teams in the AFC. So yeah, uh, but but I do. Li- I mean, you know, uh, you know, if we started naming off matchups, I would choose, especially in the AFC, choose Buffalo a lot of the times. So yeah. Uh, next up, uh, talking about Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that's our next conversation, kind of. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, we got Clemson and Notre Dame for this week. Jamie, what are your thoughts about this matchup? This is an intriguing matchup because um, I've always, and I, I'm pretty sure I've said it on this show, I've always felt like Notre Dame are just pretenders. Um, I feel like they get really high up in the ranks and then they get smacked by a, a better team. And then they just drop in the ranks. I, they do it. I, it feels like every year Notre Dame's always up there, and then they get smacked. 
This this matchup's interesting because Trevor Lawrence ain't gonna be playing in it. Um, he's still on COVID protocols, um, and so we're gonna get to find out. I think uh, a lot about the uh, this Clemson team, this you know number one team in the nation. We're gonna find out a lot about them. Um, ESPN still has them as a sixty five point eight uh, matchup predictor. You know, so sixty five point eight chance to win. Um, giving uh, Notre Dame 34.2. Um, you know, I mean, and a lot of that, I think that would be a lot higher if Trevor was playing. Um, but we're going to find out um, about, you know, this potential, this backup. Um, I can't think of his name. Um, uh, I can't think of his name. But, um, you know, we're going to find out a lot about this, this uh, backup quarterback that they've got. Um, and then their run game, you know, how is Atini going to be able to run with, um, you know, without Trevor Lawrence still, uh, you know, holding hold, holding on to the ball. And um, this defense, you know, how are they going to play against Notre Dame? And it, it's I think it's because normally if Trevor was playing in this game, I don't think we'd be talking about it because I think it would be, you know, overall just Clemson's going to win. Um, but I think, you know, this is something that it's worth talking about now because, you know, Notre Dame without Trevor Lawrence has a chance and, um, you know, maybe Notre Dame has a chance to actually prove me wrong and, uh, you know, stay in the top five instead of getting to that point and then dropping like, like they always do. Um, you know, Notre, and it's not saying Notre Dame's a bad team because they're not. They're they're you know six and zero, and or uh, yeah, they're six and zero, and um, you know played some good football. It, it's just you know I've always just felt they were pretenders, but this is I think a good opportunity for them to um, prove that they aren't um, and uh, prove that they deserve to be in the top five and. Um, I, I think this is going to be a good matchup. This is definitely going to be something worth watching, um, for me at least. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's what makes it interesting is not having Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, it, it and, and the way that Clemson struggled that first half against uh, Boston College, mm-hmm. I, I honestly would be shocked if. Uh, because look, they struggle in the first half. They got what I was surprised because they really, I mean, you look at their first half, they played extremely poor against Boston mm-hmm. College. But the way that they came back in that second half, uh, I commend Clemson for getting their guys around because they, it was a huge difference. Um, and, and yeah. they, and, and and the whole time it wasn't. Um, and I'm gonna butcher his name. But uh, DJ Ugalali, U- Ugalali, <laughs> it's like that tag of Aloha, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tua. So DJ, we're gonna go with DJ, just DJ. like we did with Tua. Uh, yep. We're gonna go <laughs> Ukulele, DJ Ukulele. Uh, <laughs> so we're just gonna go with uh, DJ. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, DJ brought the team back. He had a pretty good first half. You, you think of, about all the circumstance. What I love is the fact is they didn't. They they stuck with their protocol, so DJ knows 
both, you know, last week and has another week of preparation knowing, hey, you are going to start. And that's a big difference. You know, especially yeah. you need to have that mindset going in and that preparation going into Notre Dame. Um, but look, I, neither team has really played anyone of significance to say, I think one team has an edge, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say uh, I agree with you. I, I think Notre Dame is always ranked super high, you know. Um, uh, I, I'd, I don't think it'll be close. I think it may be a two-touchdown game uh, for Clemson. Mm. Uh, it, it makes it very interesting, like we've been saying over and over again, because Trevor Lawrence won't be there. Uh, but mm. you look, like I said, the, the second half, they dominated Boston College. They, they woke up, played against them, and I don't think that you're going to see that against Notre Dame where they'll have – a down half they'll be ready to go um, yeah on both sides and so it was it, it was close but you've you've got to have these you know each champion if you're going to the championship which we think clemson will probably be there at the end are going to have these close games uh you yeah. look at old miss and alabama you know they mm-hmm. they had a scare in that but it's impressive to me to see teams that each of these teams are going to give Clemson or Notre Dame their best shot, and they're still e- even to dominate. You know, so close wins. I know a lot of people look at that as saying a team is vulnerable, but I say mm. it's it's more impressive because it just shows you um, the mindset of that team. And Clemson had a totally different mindset going into that second half. Um, I I agree with you that. I, I don't see what makes Notre Dame so much special this year, even compared to last year, um, for yeah. us to say that, you know, it's just that the Big Ten just hasn't been playing. I think that's why, you know, they get this high rank at number four. Uh, but they just haven't played anybody. Um, yeah. And neither really has Clemson. I mean, Clemson at least had Miami. Um, yeah. I mean, that's been their strongest, you know, but uh, to, Notre Dame has – this will be their first – top 25 game that they played this yeah. season you know so uh notre dame's last five games is georgia tech Pitt, louisville florida state and usf yeah and uh and then clemson's is boston college syracuse georgia tech miami and uh virginia whatever you may look at it programs like clemson Ohio State, Alabama, um, you know, whether it's it's good or bad for college football may be another discussion, but when you've got teams like that and there's just – there are so – there's so much talent that you have to overcome, not just at the quarterback position, at every position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and DJ, look, he, he was a top recruit, and DJ is going to be probably the future, and he looks pretty good at quarterback – so it's going to be a good opportunity to prepare for next year with him at the helm. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I still, I still think heavy, and I know, I know a lot of people are thinking heavy Notre Dame favorites in this game. But I'm until I see you know an SEC caliber team go down like you know Clemson, um, you know I just I'm, I'm going with Clemson until I see that happen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if Notre Dame plays at its top, top form, I think 
they could, um, you know, they could squeak out a win. Um, you know, but you also don't want to say that Clemson's only where they are because of Trevor Lawrence. And I think oh, the yeah. rest of this yeah. team can rally. You know, you still have one of the top running backs in the NCAA. Um, you know, I think the rest of this team is going to rally and they're going to beat Notre Dame fairly well. Um, it's, it's just going to be interesting. I think I think this this I won't give them a two touchdown lead um in the in this i think it's gonna come down to three but um yeah i think i think notre dame can can make a game out of it um it's just you know if clemson keeps rolling like they can and keep being the powerhouse that they are i i'm you know it could get out of hand but i think notre dame will keep it at least um tight but well college football and like the you know, the, we've talked about the NFL is really based on what your quarterback is able to do. College yeah. football is based on what your trench is able to do. And yeah. I, you know, t- like I, I go back to programs like in Ohio State, Clemson or Alabama, it's really one there. And Clemson yeah. offensive line and defense, especially defensive line, is has, has the top players in those positions. And so... And that's what happens when you when you face teams. You think about over the years how why you know Notre Dame loses to teams like these. Um, and I'm trying to remember. Um, believe um, last year Notre Dame. Um, you know, almost you know their impressive almost win came against Georgia. Um, yeah. Uh, when they lost seventeen to twenty three, so I mean Notre Dame has better pieces in that area um, than they mm-hmm. have had in the past. Uh, because if you go back and look at the national championship between Alabama and Notre Dame, Notre Dame hadn't faced the athleticism in uh, a defensive front and an offensive front. I mean that's why they got blown out in that national championship, yeah. and so that's that's why it's it. Once I, I'll have to see it to believe it type thing for Notre yeah. Dame, you know? And so yeah. that's why I'm like, it's Clemson because they, they've yeah. been stronger in that area for a few years now. So, um, yeah. and I just don't think that they, they can match that, uh, uh, size that Clemson has. All right. So last thing, what were the best and worst things, uh, that we saw for this week? And I don't know if you're like me, Jamie, I mean, it was a little. This week was a little tricky. This week is yeah. a little, little tr- uh, tricky for me, um, you know. And so I'm probably gonna do some Homer picks, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, for me. It's all right. I've done that a lot. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I yeah. So I I think the uh, you know the best thing that uh, I saw this week was was probably. Uh, I was impressed with uh, uh, Alabama zero that they put up against Mississippi State. Uh, you look at yeah. at week one, um, uh, and it's and it's been strange kind of bleed up to this week for Mississippi State. But still, you know, week one Mississippi State uh, claims you know goes out blows you know they they beat they don't they didn't blow out LSU but they beat them. 
um, yeah. with a huge offensive performance. Um, next week they want they said that they want the Chiefs or San Francisco, and it's been all uh, downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I mean, Mississippi State has shown that they had offensive power, but they they completely. I was surprised at how they completely. Um, shut down Mississippi State uh, because that's where Alabama had been very, uh, you know, it, it was it was huge huge question mark uh, was their defense and especially that and we had talked about their defensive backfield but you know against a throwing team um, against a uh, you know get in the gun and and fire you know type team and a vertical spread against that Mississippi state has that pro vertical, uh, offense. Uh, they put a zero up and the DBs played extremely well. Um, once again, I do know it was Mississippi state, so I'm not going to get super excited, <laughs> but anytime I see a zero for any college team, and especially once again, Alabama, um, yeah. I get excited about, so I really liked, uh, Alabama's defense, uh, this week. Um, it really helps them moving into the LSU game, uh, not mm. this week, but November 14th. What was the best thing you saw this week? Man, are you ready for this? Yeah. Best thing I saw. Best thing I saw. It wasn't really the best thing, but um, Atlanta. I'm so happy. I, I, I'm so happy they won. They, they, they won. It wasn't the best game ever. It wasn't, um, you know, the best t- statistics ever. But they won, and um, this was another uh, just one week. <laughs> Figured out that how to do I, it. I, I, they, they held on to the lead. Uh, Julio played well; he had over 100 yards receiving. Um, you know, wasn't like I said, wasn't the best statistical game I've ever seen. Um, but they won, and you know, this is just one week, and I, I felt like since I put them on my my dislikes so many times. You know they won, so I'm gonna put them on my likes. I'm I'm happy for them. Um, it you know 25 to 17 against the Panthers. Panthers aren't a bad team. Um, you know they're they're rolling into Arrowhead um, this this weekend. Um, so hopefully they'll be be dropping two in a row. Um, but uh, you know it was just a good game. Good good felt good for Atlanta. Um, you know. I I see Atlanta. They're gonna be a different look. They're gonna look way different next year. I think Matt Ryan's gonna be gone. I think there's a chance. Um, I think you know maybe Julio will be gone. Um, it's gonna look like a different team next season. Um, but uh, I I just I enjoyed it. I it made me smile. And so yeah, that was the best thing I saw. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the best thing, but I I felt like I've I've talked so much crap on them that I needed to put them in my likes column for at least this week. I'm sure they'll be in my dislike column next week, but um, I just, you know, it, it made me happy to see him win and, um, you know, be able to actually hold on to a lead for once this season. So yeah, that that's, that's what I had. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to do it twice this season so far that I've been, um, on LSU, the worst thing I saw was LSU once again. Their entire team, not only their defense, uh, but their offense, losing to mm-hmm. Auburn forty-eight to eleven. I've picked on them against losing to Mizzou. I picked on them losing because how can you have the best college football season 
ever. And some of it explains it. I mean, I know that they lost a ton in the draft. Mm -hmm. But as a program as a whole, what is going on? Because this is... Because the the issue is, is that they still have talent. They are a very talented LSU team. So let's get that out of the way. Is it that they don't have... They have players. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have the best quarterback like a Joe Burrow. But they have especially on defense, you know, looking at Bo Pelini, calling him out a little bit. Mm-hmm. The coverages that they drop is horrendous, especially in the Mizzou game. They are wide yeah. open. And you're telling me Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers are that good against the LSU Tigers. It's It boggles my mind how poor this defense is playing. Yeah. I say this um, very you know, softly because Alabama's next matchup is LSU. And so I don't give any win until it happens for Alabama. So, but it's, it's one of it's, it's probably the worst season that I've seen a national championship team. They've won the national championship and have played this poorly their next year. They are two and three boggles. My, they went undefeated last year and once again, and been been called the best college football team to have ever won a national championship. That is, I didn't hear that. Oh yes, they said that they had the best college football season out of any championship team, and I somewhat agree with them. I do. I think that O one Hurricanes team would probably wipe the floor up with these guys. But you know, but they're talking about awards and just as a whole compilation of the team. Yeah, having a Heisman winner. Uh, I, think I mean, they I had a couple on defense, that, but I, mm, that's, yeah, that's a whole. I mean, yeah, I mean, awards based, not talent yeah. based. When you go into the NFL, because mm. I mean, yeah, I mean. Overall, you could go back and say, yeah, it was maybe that Miami team. Mm. Um, but, you know, uh, but just based on a college team's performance, just the way that they beat teams, uh, the way that their offense and defense performed, um, beating Alabama, um, that's mm. been that's been the mark. Is <laughs> Nowadays, if you beat, beat Alabama, you can keep your job. Um, <laughs> so... Um, that is why a lot of you know people were saying it was the best uh, college football Paul team ever. So, mm. um, yeah, um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, the word is just still LSU because uh, it just boggles my mind that they've got talent that they should have had. I mean, you think about recruiting in the SEC, especially for a team like LSU. Um, and Ed Orgeron, uh, Ed Orgeron is known for his recruiting. So I can't believe yeah. it's, um, it's just not having the talent. It may not be having the right talent. That's a big difference. It's a huge difference. See, it, yeah. LSU kind of just kind of, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's definitely a, a, mis- a mystery, you know, like, but I, where, where do you think it's going wrong? That that's, is it the talent? Is it Ed? Like, what did he do prior to this? Like, I don't he, – he was at Mississippi State as the head coach for a little bit, and then it, it kind of yeah. – not Mississippi State. He went to Ole Miss 
as the head coach, yeah. and they didn't really do anything there. So, like his 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 biggest thing is he's always been a great recruiter um, mm-hmm. because he was on those good uh, USC. He was on Pete Carroll's staff, um, yeah. and so uh, you know, getting guys uh, Matt Liner and Reggie Bush. He was a part of all that. Uh, so, so recruiting was, was his big, big thing. And it's, and it's still a huge thing. Um, and you know, old miss, uh, just couldn't ever make it happen. And I think he may have had some, some allegations. I don't know. Some weird things happen at old miss as well. Um, so, uh, it, it was a very different path that got him the LSU job. Um, but, but what's interesting is, they got the quarterback that they always had needed. Quarterback had always been a huge reason why they couldn't get over the top in, in a national championship type level was because yeah. they never had go- good quarterback play until Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow was still suspect because the prior season uh, we didn't see much. And then Joe Burrow just worked it and, and had a, and transformed his entire career uh, the way he played last season. Uh, yeah. So um, it had always been an LSU. If you have a quarterback, we can go win ourselves a national championship. And it's always, and it had always been like that. Now it's, so you got your quarterback. I mean, is it because of COVID? Is it because like s- some other things, you know, but the, the way that this team has coached and this, it's just a whole different feel to this LSU team. Um, and so, you know, it just, um, I want to, I want to never say that like that season they won the championship was a fluke because they were extremely good. What I, what I will say is, yeah, it's just, I just never would have expected them not to compete. Like sometimes yeah. I just feel like they don't compete. Um, especially mm. that Mizzou game. Like it was just. They had no, you know, didn't compete, but maybe they just weren't coached well. They weren't in the right scheme, but, um, yeah, I it kind of once again babbles my mind to see how how much they struggled. Um, and, and look, I mean, it kind of didn't seem that way when the game first started because, like, in the first quarter it was zero zero. So we we thought maybe kind of, especially LSU had kind of turned that around, but in that second quarter and third quarter. Auburn just blew up, blew up everything. Yeah. I mean, they scored 21 points in the second quarter and in the third quarter. So they just started blowing them away at that point. Uh, yeah. And so, but, you know, I know Auburn's, but even to me, Auburn's been down this year. And so to lose in that way to them was surprising. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird weird things going on at, at LSU. So that's why I, I picked them for my worst again uh, this time oh. around. My worst is Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Um, they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals 31 to 20. Um, you know, Tennessee's one of the top teams in the AFC. Um, they were in the AFC championship last year. Um, we're up 10 uh, twice um, against Kansas city and um, lost. Um, and it wasn't, uh, I'm, as I'm looking at the numbers, it wasn't a bad statistical game. Um, you know, Tannehill went 230, 233, two touchdowns, one interception. Derrick Henry, 112 yards, one touchdown. Um, Joe Burrow had a good game, 249, two touchdowns, no interceptions. 
Um, and then their running game, you know, was all right. Um, but for Tennessee, you're one of the top teams in the AFC. Um, this is a team that you put away. You you put them away. You don't look back. It's not saying that Cincinnati is necessarily a bad team. They're a young team, um, and they're still growing. They've got, I, I believe, their future at quarterback who's still figuring it out, and he's still growing. Um, but as for the Titans, you have a team that can put this team away. There's no reason you lose this game. Um, you you don't. The, this you know, and every NFL team loses unless you're the Steelers. Apparently, every NFL team loses a game that they're supposed to win. And for their sake, um, I hope this is it. Um, they're sitting at five and two, two and one uh, away. Um, so there are two losses. Tennessee's two losses is Cincinnati and Buffalo, right? So. Yeah, um, both those games should have been games that they won, um, but this is definitely one they should have won. Yeah, they've um, also they they uh, their second loss is the Steelers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Um, you know, you know, Steelers. That that's. Steelers are playing good football right now. Yeah, there, there's I, not the, very many the, teams the that Steelers, can beat them. The Steelers, they were down and almost came back and won. Okay. Uh, okay. In that matchup, um, and that's the thing uh, uh, with with Tennessee for me um, is I feel like there, you know, I for for me, you know, the Steelers were kind of in that range, but I'm getting a little bit more confident with the Steelers. But the Tennessee are kind of suspect still to me uh, mm-hmm. because you know I I, I think they could. May, I don't think, you know, if they face, like, Buffalo, we keep bringing Buffalo, I don't think if they face them again in a playoff type, you know, in a playoff game, not in, um, it'll be a whole, it'll be a different outcome, and Buffalo would have a good chance of winning. And so I'm not 100% sold on Tannehill and the Titans, um, mm. you know, because if they can't, if they can't get Henry running, uh, they struggle a lot. Um, and yeah. you saw that in the Steelers game, but credit credit to Tannehill because he really did almost bring them to a comeback against the Steelers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but the Titans, you know, I I don't uh, they're a good team, uh, but I uh, I just I, I don't know where they're at. The other thing I was gonna I was gonna mention is the other best thing I was gonna mention was Joe Burrow. Um, yes, Joe Burrow has has totally exceeded my expectations of him um, because I thought because of just how talented LSU was last year, that maybe that's why he was putting up those numbers. But man, in the two years, he's a completely different player and yep. Cincinnati should be totally sold out as he's their guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I watch him play and he's apps. He's got absolutely nothing out there except maybe, I mean, if AJ green is your best, player at his age and old AJ Green is your best player that you've got and then Joe Burrow is still I mean Joe Burrow has been impressive since game one I mean yeah. truly has and he's definitely my rookie of the year um, mm-hmm. and Cincinnati needs to be all bought in on Joe Burrow because the way he's been playing I've got you know the most comp you know it'll be once again it'll be 
Cincinnati, the Ravens, and the Steelers, and the Browns are just there in our conference, you know, with the way yeah. that, you know, the way that the AFC North is going. Um, but, man, he's been – honestly, I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but the the way that he's come out and impressed me is on that same, like, level, Yeah, if that makes sense. Because, yeah. I mean, he's – he he is the reason that te- that team is winning because mm-hmm. if they did not have Joe Burrow, this this team would be over. You know, mm-hmm. no no doubt in my mind. And so, a big credit mm-hmm. to Joe Burrow. Um, and um, hopefully Cincinnati can figure out a way to build around him. But it is Cincinnati. Uh, but yeah. yeah, the Titans. Um, yeah, um, I, they've got a lot of question marks in my book. Um. You know, especially like I said, if they can't get their run game going, they kind of get in trouble. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it's one they should have won. They didn't. Um, now you gotta, you just gotta keep going. Um, but yeah, that's all I got, man. Yeah, a couple of other, uh, another big matchup in college football, uh, just to be watching out for is uh, Georgia versus uh, Florida. We'll see if Georgia is able to have any type of offense uh, because Kentucky um, kind of shut them down, uh, yeah. and so we'll be you know if Florida is able to do the same thing. Uh, Georgia looks like they're they're struggling. Um, somebody was making fun uh, or making a joke that Alabama broke their team. I don't know if necessarily, <laughs> but Georgia. I mean, if if they're meant to be this top four team, they've they have a big opportunity to show that against. Uh, Gator and the you know Kyle Trask uh, and so uh, Kyle Trask is good. They've got some good players around him. So this is going to yeah. be a huge matchup for Georgia and, and for Florida, to be honest with you. But I think this is mm-hmm. the bigger you know test you know to see where Georgia is at. Um, so uh, definitely one to watch out. Any in the NFL that you know of, Jamie, to kind of watch um, out for Sunday Night Football. Um, you got the rematch, uh, Saints Bucks. Um, mm, the yeah. Saints beat Tom Brady the first week one pretty easy. Um, you know there there wasn't much competition, especially uh, what we thought was going to happen. But I, the Bucks are rolling, and I think the Saints have kind of uh, declined a little bit um, uh, in in the last couple weeks. Um, so I think this is one to watch. Um, you know, definitely a lot of playoff. Yeah and uh, division uh, implications in this one. So um, definitely tune in for uh, Sunday Night Football on NBC. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know, I'm intrigued uh, somewhat with the Seahawks-Bills matchup. I think that could also be a a good game uh, because I know Mm -hmm. we've been talking about the Bills. um, Once again, have an opportunity to see where their team is at against the MVP right now, Russell Wilson. Um, yeah. So um, in my book, I, I'd give it to Russell at this point. Um, so, yeah. So I think for me, that's another matchup that I am interested to see how that outcome will be. Um, yeah. yeah. And so we got Packers and 49ers tonight. Um, yeah. And, and seeing what that game will be like. Anyways. Keep keep a, one more. Keep an eye on the Dolphins and the Cardinals with Tua. Yeah. Um, see his growth, um, you know, from his first start. And then the Cardinals, I think, are um, – we'll get into that once we 
go over the NFC West and our um, right. division um, thing. But I think the Cardinals uh, are, are a good team, um, definitely worthy of that top spot in the NFC West. But I, I'm going to be interested to see Kyler versus Tua. Um, I think these are two young quarterbacks that um, are going to definitely be top quarterbacks in this league in a couple years. And so um, I think that's one worth worth watching for me. But that, that's all I got. Yep, that's all I got to you guys. You guys have a wonderful week. As always, let us know what you're thinking of the show. Leave us comments on Facebook. Check us out. Uh, let us know what you're thinking. Do you agree with uh, well, anything about what we said, what was your worst and best thing that you guys saw this week? So love to yep. hear from y'all. So you guys have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next week.